This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Well, good afternoon and welcome to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox and in just a few moments, Claire Newell will return to our show to talk more about travel to Hong Kong. In our second hour, John Carlson has a Vancouver market real estate update and lots more on the 1% Realty story. But first, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. And we begin with a couple of new surveys to tell you about. First up is a new one from Enveronic that suggests homeowners, especially Vancouver, Vancouver homeowners are starting to feel the pinch of rising interest rates. In their National Wealthscapes report, Enveronics people found the average lower mainland household added about 1150 bucks to their interest costs, and that was for last year. So far this year, we've had two rate increases with yet another expected in just a few weeks. So it's pretty safe to say this year will be even more expensive for homeowners with mortgages. And that 1150 50 buck increase for Vancouver and area that is more than double the national average another national survey suggests the majority of Canadians are concerned about the use of e-cigarettes among young people with most of us backing a ban of the vaping products for those under 18 now this survey was done by the Angus Reid people and it found that support for prohibiting vaping among minors crossed all age and gender demographics among tobacco smokers and non-smokers alike in the online survey of 1,500 adults 18 and over, 75% of respondents said the government should be able to make rules for packaging and labeling of e-cigarettes. 69% agreed promotion and marketing of vaping products should be restricted. And 62% endorsed the idea that flavored versions should be just taken off the market. Lots of material for policymakers here. Get ready for a big announcement in a few days about a big new Vancouver Winter Festival. It will become official next Thursday, but we can spill some of the beans today. It'll be called the Aurora Winter Festival, and it will be on the Concord Pacific Grounds on False Creek, with up to 6,000 people at a time enjoying the action. It's uh, due to open in late November. The Aurora Festival will include a tube slide, a craft zone, entertainment areas, at least 15 food trucks, and tons of family fun and activities. Toronto gets one this winter as well. More details coming up next Thursday. This week saw another milestone in the food business as Canada's ban on artificial trans fats is now in effect. The ban takes aim at partially hydrogenated oils, or PHOs, which are the main source of industrially produced trans fats in all foods sold in Canada. And as of this past Monday, it is illegal for manufacturers to use the additive in any food made or imported into Canada, as well as any meals prepared in restaurants. Trans fats have been used for the last century to add taste and texture to food as a replacement for butter, but also increase the levels of bad cholesterol, which raises the risk of heart disease. The folks over at the Heart and Stroke Foundation say eliminating these heart-clogging fats will reduce the number of heart attacks right across Canada. The federal government first unveiled the ban last 
last year, but gave the industry until, well, this week to adapt to the changes. Any products containing trans fats can be sold for the next two years as long as they were manufactured before September 17th as a part of the Canadian Food Inspection Agency's strategy to enforce this new regime. And Subway is the latest chain to reveal plans to eliminate plastic straws in all of Canada. The Build Your Own Sandwich Company has committed to removing all plastic straws from their 3,200 stores across the country by next year. This move is a response to the UN recent campaign to eliminate major sources of marine litter as such as single-use plastic products by 2022. Subway has worked to design their packaging to be 100% recyclable, compostable, or biodegradable over the last decade, and the removal of plastic straws will be another step in their mission to help out with environmental change. Those are some of the week's top consumer stories we're following. We'll have a look at some more later in the show, but coming up in just a few moments, we welcome back Claire Newell from Travel Best Bets to talk some more about travel to Hong Kong. Stay with us. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, and it is a real pleasure to welcome back to the program, and it's been since May since she was with us, Claire Newell from Travel Best Bets is here to talk to us again about Hong Kong. Hi, Claire. Hi, thanks for having me, Sterling. Oh, it's lovely to have you back. You're such an energetic person. It's so much fun. And everybody knows you as the travel lady. So how long, how most, how, how long has it been since you were in Hong Kong? Well, I was there at the end of April, okay. and I feel like I, it's a destination that I could go back to virtually every year and it's a whole new experience. There's so much to do. There's there's a few places in the world that I feel that about. Mm-hmm. Uh, new York would be one. Sure. Uh, London would be another. And Hong Kong is one of those world cities that doesn't matter how many times you go, there is something new or something you haven't done or something exciting to see. And it's just a buzz. Like if you've been to New York, mm-hmm. um, I'm lucky to sit across from you who've You've actually been to Hong Kong, so you know what I'm talking about. Sure. But if you haven't been, you really should put it on your radar as a place to consider going. It really is, like London and Paris and New York, uh, one of the global crossroads uh, of the world. It's just one of those places everybody knows, and somewhere along the trail, most everybody goes to. It's exactly right. And I I know that a lot of people think, oh my gosh, it's such a long way to go. You know, it's a 13-hour flight Mm -hmm. nonstop from YVR to Hong Kong, and on the return, it's about an hour or less. Right. But the thing to keep in mind is once you're on board the aircraft, who cares? You're going to sleep, you're going to eat, you're going to watch some movies. But once you're there, there's so much to experience. So like New York and Paris and London, the places you were talking about, mm-hmm. there's nonstop flights, and there's a lot of them. And it's a heck of a lot cheaper than it's been, say, even five, six years ago. It's literally half the price that it used to be. That's true. And isn't that wonderful? Because it, it, everything else is twice the price it used <laughs> to be. And the airfare to Hong Kong is half. Now, yeah. that's kind of nice. Oh, I wanted to ask you, because you, you've been in touch with the people over there since you were there last. And one thing that's happened, gosh, within just the last couple of weeks, Hong Kong caught the outer edge of the typhoon that whacked the Philippines and then took off across the South China Sea towards Hong Kong. It wasn't as nasty uh, impact-wise as the Philippines. What can you tell us about damage, if any, to the colony? Well, when I was there, we all communicated with our crew through WhatsApp. And so I was in touch with the entire team that actually lives in Hong Kong. Cool. And they said that they are totally fine, nowhere 
near the intensity that they were prepared for. Sure. And some wind, but really, they're okay. They're back to business. Now, I called it the colony, and that's oh, what you? a lot of people, that's what a lot of expat Brits who yes. used to live there, and some of them still do, called it because at one time, Hong Kong was very much a colony of the crown, and of course, that's all gone now, and yet there is still, there's still that sense of independence, that sense of being a little different from the rest of China that we thought could become tense politically speaking, but they seem to have managed it quite well. Oh, absolutely. They have managed it. And there's something about that that I love with the, that, that Hong Kong is so different. Yeah. It is a place that you can go and you can refine, you find that afternoon tea ceremony and you find great shopping and you've got everywhere you go into the different parts of Hong Kong, it feels completely different than, you know, five minutes down the road. And so... There is something really special about Hong Kong. It's the perfect merge of East and West. So if you're looking for that cosmopolitan city with, you know, the best shopping in the world, the best restaurants, world-class chefs, all of that type of thing, you're going to find it there. Absolutely. But if you're looking for that old school experience and go and see the Chinese medicine and the, the Chinese opera, you can do, do that. And you can do them in the same holiday. Yeah. I think one of the misconceptions about Hong Kong is that people think you have to go for a really long time. Now, I wouldn't suggest people do what I did on my last trip to Hong Kong, which was three nights. Oh, boy. That's, that's a little short. Yeah, it's a little short. I, I did six. Did and that you? was perfect. Yeah, For a perfect. first visit to, to a big city that you really need to take time to look around, a week, because there was a seventh day, but that was in transit, right? Right. So we were on the ground for six days. It was fantastic. Yeah, it's really great. That's a really nice number. And I think people will be surprised that you can actually head to Hong Kong on a nonstop flight spend five nights in a three-and-a-half or four-star type hotel, Mm -hmm. and the air with the five nights hotel, so virtually six days on the ground, which is it's a really great amount of time to be there, is around $800 plus tax. Yeah. So, I mean, you can't even go and do three nights with air and three nights hotel in New York for that. Well, I'm, so I'm really glad you brought that, that radar, up. Right? Because as, as you compared it to uh, Paris and New York and London uh, as one of those global centers of activity, th- when we think about, I think of New York and London, particularly London, it's blinking expensive. Yeah, Holy how <laughs> does it ever cost a lot of great fun? Oh, yeah. but, but, but Hong Kong is not automatically as expensive as no. either New York or London, is it? No, absolutely not. I found that um, you, if you're on a budget, you can find great places to eat, great places to stay. And on the opposite side, if you're looking for five-star, you're looking for, you know, the, the real la-dee-da, oh, sure. you can get that there, too. Mm. It's, it, it really is a city that everyone can have a really great time. The other misconception we should talk about is the fact that everybody thinks it's all skyscrapers. And when you see, you know, aerial views of Hong Kong, you see all these skyscrapers and you see the beautiful Victoria Harbor. Right. But what you don't see is that 70% of it is made up of these beautiful, natural, lush areas with, you know, waterfalls and beautiful beaches. And I don't know if you had a chance to see the 30-minute show. I was there to shoot the 30-minute show. Right, right. I have seen it. Yeah, and you know, we had some really gorgeous aerial 
shots that showed the the hiking trails that you can do and going biking to the area, you know, throughout areas that are a bit more rural. Now, was that stock aerial footage or did you all hire a helicopter and do your own yeah, aerial shots? It was, it was drone footage. Oh, Isn't really? Isn't that neat? Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, one of the camera guys had a drone. He's so talented. Excellent. I can't even, I can't even imagine getting it straight up. I for sure crashed the really expensive device. So the show is, is just full of gorgeous pictures. And right. Now, if you missed it on Global TV, right. you have a po- you can tell our, our listeners right now that you haven't really missed it because you can right. go to where to, to, to watch it. So it's aired twice, Sterling, on Global, and it's going to air two more times within the next few months. But uh, if you really want to see it and you're going to Hong Kong or you're thinking about going, I think it will, you know, kind of push you over the edge to consider going. And it's, um, you can go just to travelbestbets.com, which is our main website, sure, my yeah. main website, and actually click a link to watch the full 30-minute show, which is actually, if you're watching it, way shorter because for a 30-minute show, it's only 22 minutes of content. That's right, exactly. <laughs> but it's got good information in there as well. And, and, and really, it's lots of good information, but it's the pictures, Claire. They're just absolutely gorgeous. And I think particularly for a person or a family contemplating Hong Kong, okay, it's on the list. It's Now we're down to the short list. Right. It's still there. <laughs> uh, those pictures, you're right, I think might put more than the odd person over the top to go, well, you know, I've just got to go see that. Yeah, because I, I mean, I love big cities. Cities. I mean, I, I, I of course love going to a, like Maui and sitting on a nice beach. Especially when my kids were little, they were running around. Sure. But the fact that I love the big cities so much, it's because I get to explore, and because every day is so different than the next. When I was there for only three nights, which meant four days on the ground, mm-hmm. one day we went out to Stanley and Repulse Bay with these gorgeous stretches of beaches that were. Such a surprise to the crew who had never been there before. They were like, this is here? Like, this is so gorgeous. And, of course, we got drone footage of it, so it really looks outstanding. But that's where we had high tea. And that's where there's a beautiful market. Um, We should get to shopping, too. Oh, absolutely. You know, I really love my shopping. But I was floored with how, how many types of shops there are, how many cool markets you can go to. How many malls? I mean, malls where I would say Zara would be the cheapest brand. But then, I mean, it just, it was stupendous. Anything you were looking for, you could find there. Well, that's the thing. More than anything else, Claire, if you're, if you, no matter what you may have on your shopping list, no matter what. No, you'll find it It there. can be found <laughs> and, 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 and several varieties of it at several price points. I know. It's quite amazing. It is. And Mark, Mark Madriget, within 48 hours, had a, a suit tailor made to him. I went through that myself. You did? I did. I went up on Nathan Road and yes. found a tailor there that within three days had a, a, I had a suit and, and a pair of uh, a matching jacket and slacks hanging in my closet in my hotel room. Okay, it was you know, just astonishing. And the I still have it. Right. And the quality is amazing. I can't wear wool. It's too annoying. So the guy at the place, and I'm, I'm checking this fabric and this beautiful British wool, and I, I'd love that, but I can't wear wool. He said, sir, yes, you can. We'll line the legs of the pants with silk. So I have this 
beautiful British wool suit that I shouldn't be able to wear, but wear proudly everywhere because I have silk-lined legs and they don't irritate my skin. And to say that, to, well, I kind of look snazzy in it. You look snazzy. Plus, you can tell everybody that you had it made I in Hong Kong. I had it made on Nathan Road in Hong Kong. Right. You know, it's it actually is between 48 and 72 hours and boom, you have a perfectly fit suit. You'll literally have in your closet forever. Of course, the challenge is to stay in that kind of physical shape so your suit continues to fit. Hey. That's, That's good a good that, challenge. It's good that you are. I still fit into my suit, <laughs> and it's been a couple of years. <laughs> we should also talk a little bit about um, just how easy it is to to get there, not just because there are so many nonstop flights, but as Canadian citizens, oh, yeah. you only need a valid passport. You don't need a visa. Um, you do if you are going from Hong Kong to mainland China, you'll need to actually get yourself a separate Chinese visa. But if you're just going in and out of Hong Kong, you need a valid passport. It needs to be... Um, valid for one month from the date you're set to leave Hong Kong. But it's so easy. I mean, they, it, it, no-brainer for anyone wanting to go. And credit cards, ATMs, they're, they're everywhere. So you don't have to worry about, you know, oh, do they... Is it only ca- their cash? And do I have to can- change everything to right. Hong Kong dollars or right. it, what, 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 what currency? What's the coin of the realm? Yeah. And of course, your credit card is the coin of the realm. But if but- you were to carry cash, U.S. dollars usually work, right? Yeah, U.S. dollars. But I would recommend just going straight from Canadian dollars right into the Hong Kong dollar. So you're not getting dinged oh, twice right. for the conversion. Sure. And I also um, recommend that if you are going to be going you know, to and from different areas from Kowloon, maybe over to Hong Kong Island, or, you know, you're wanting to get yourself around, use their, their, their transportation system. They have a network that is like London or New York, you know, subway systems and the buses and trams. They're super easy to use. They're so well marked. I mean, even someone who is, you know, when you go on vacation and you kind of lose your marbles, you know, oh, whatever. Anybody can figure it out. It's so, so clear. And, and so, like ours, it's a completely integrated system. We have the Compass Card in right. Vancouver. What do they call theirs? They call it the Oyster Card, and you, you should get that, absolutely. And you can, you can also go to the information booth at the airport. So, as soon as you arrive, there's a huge, big counter, and you can go and get your transfer from Hong Kong Airport, and there's a direct link that goes via train, a quick train. It's 24 minutes and it's really inexpensive and it, for sure it's the fastest way versus a, a taxi. It's also cheaper mm-hmm. and it takes you right to Kowloon and then you could t- maybe get a cab from there to your hotel right. or the same thing to Hong Kong Island. It's just a little bit longer and at the same time you're buying that, you can also buy your Oyster card and it's used everywhere. They have 7-Elevens on almost every block and in that 7-Eleven you can find all sorts of things to buy um, and including use your Oyster card. Now, you also, through your travel best bets, have cooked up a couple of pretty sweet deals to Hong Kong. Yeah. Before we take the break for the news here, tell us, what, to give us one. Give well, us a for instance. I'm going to give you the um, exact details on a five-night, really easy Hong Kong getaway. So this is airfare and five nights hotel. You can do this October 17th through until November 14th. or you um, And for that price, it's seven ninety eight. That's what we were talking about. Eight hundred bucks. The taxes are three seventy five. If you want to go, you know, into the new year between February eleventh and March thirty first, the Air and Five Nights Hotel is a thousand ninety eight with taxes 
of three seventy-five. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, would have been almost the airfare to oh, Hong yeah, Kong sure five years been. ago. So. Oh yeah, there were, I mean it was twelve hundred bucks plus tax. We always, said, you know, that was if you were giving someone a ballpark to go to Hong Kong years ago, that would be the air only. We're talking Hong Kong with travel best bets, Claire Newell on Vancouver Consumer. Lots more after the news. And welcome back to Vancouver Consumer this soggy Saturday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox, joined in studio by Claire Newell from Travel Best Bets, here to talk about Hong Kong. Claire was with us in May after having gone over to shoot with a crew from Global BC, and you shot a fantastic half-hour program, Thank you. which our listeners can still uh, look at, either on Global, because it's going to have a couple more replays. Right. But if you want to see it this afternoon, just go to TravelBestBets.com, and there's a link to the Hong Kong TV show right there on your website. Yeah, and it's really easy to just watch because the 30-minute show, when you watch it that way, is only 22 minutes. We said that earlier. That's right. Um, I made a boo-boo earlier. Oh, what did you do? Well, I said that it was called the octopus card, the magic card. Oh, the one that's like our compass card. Oh, no, I said it again. I said it wrong. It's called the octopus card, and I called it, I don't know, something wrong. Oh, the oyster card. Yeah, the oyster card, silly me. Oh, so it's the octopus card. Yeah, yeah, the octopus card. So Vancouverites will, will immediately go, oh, so that's their compass card so you just buy one when you get there and all of a sudden you have as much access to hong kong transportation as you do to your own at home in vancouver plus a whole lot more features that i think people will be really surprised with that we don't have here so yeah it's a really good thing to actually buy for sure and easy to buy now now use that uh octopus card to get out and see things let's talk about some of the sites that you would recommend uh that people get out and see as part of the gotta see list when you're in hong kong it's so hard for me because I love so many different things that I've seen on the trips that I've been to in Hong Kong. And people often ask me, you know, where where should I stay? Should I stay on Hong Kong Island or should I stay in Kowloon? And to be honest, prior to this last trip, I have always stayed in one particular area called Central, which is the financial hub. Oh. It's got high-end hotels mm-hmm. and shopping malls. But this past time I went to Kowloon and I was really pleasantly surprised. It kind of got me out of the hustle and bustle. Sure. yeah. And it was called the Olympian Hong Kong, and it was one of the, um, I think it was boutique hotel of the year in in Asia, and it was very small, maybe 36 rooms, but they were massive and beautifully appointed, and my window overlooked the water and a little pathway that people walked by, so people can check it out. But what I would see for sure, I mean... You have to, of course, do the peak, yeah, you gotta which go takes you up. Well, that's and that's it's a great place to start. It really because is. then you see everything from the highest point available right. and go. Well, you know, oh, that's where that part of town is, and well, let's make sure we go there. But at least you get that commanding overview yes. that gives you a good a good sense of where you are. And you have to do it. I mean, the it's kind the of pretty views up there from too. there are yeah. ridiculous, and yeah. if you don't do it, you'll be so mad at yourself for not doing it. And I think I would. I think I'd also recommend taking the 11-minute crossing. It's like 35 cents to do the Star Ferry. Oh, yes. It's a must-do. It's it's just to see Hong Kong Island and Kowloon from the water in the middle of Victoria Harbor Sure, is a really cool thing to do. I also would recommend um, going to... Uh, I think the beaches are worth doing. And even if you only do it for a half day... Uh, get yourself outside. So now, you see, the, I was there for six days, and I did not see a beach. I, I didn't. I didn't expect to see a beach, and I, I didn't know they had beaches. So, so next time I go, I'll be looking for the beaches. Right, and if you want to do a beach or you want to get hiking, do one of just get yourself outside right. because I think that is 
like I said earlier, it's a misconception with Hong Kong that that's not available, and it really is. There's beautiful parks and green areas. You just have to know where to look. The other thing is, is that I would get myself to see a monastery, mm-hmm. and there's a beautiful one in the middle of Kowloon called um, the Polin Monastery, and it's really quiet and beautiful, and it's it's neat to to look around. But I'm not vegetarian, but I don't eat tons of meat. But mm. they've got a really good vegetarian menu. You just let them know that you want a reservation when you walk in, and it's a neat thing to see right in the middle. I always get asked which market to go to. There is the jade market, the flower market, the oh, goldfish sure. market. The I the, mean, there's the night so market. Ma- the night right. Sure, yeah. I think if I was to choose one, I'd go to the ladies market, and it's. I just think it's a, a neat one to go to. It's about a kilometer stretch. There's about a hundred different vendors. You can literally find anything there. It's super cheap. And I think I think people are also surprised with how much you can haggle there. So do you, you of course don't pay what you're first told. And if you are with a guide or someone from Hong Kong, even better because they have a better price <laughs> is what I found. But I, I would recommend going and if whatever the price is, say that you'll pay half. <laughs> right, right. And that's something we're not accustomed no. to doing. So it's, really, it's, it's really dipping your toe in a whole different pool, isn't it? When you're in a, in a marketplace where you're, it, it, how much does that cost? 25 bucks? Okay, here you go. And that's what we do. There's the tag. That's what it says. That's what you pay. You take a look at the tag over there and you go, not a chance. <laughs> right? No, no, no I'm not And that's that. where it starts. It's so funny because um, you, there were people that I was with from the crew I won't. Re- I won't give their names, but they went then into a store, and that's not the case. You pay the sticker price like we do here. Right. It's just the market. In the market. Only the market. You can't haggle in a retail environment, <laughs> yeah. but in a market environment, go to town. Go to town. Um, one thing I should mention about transportation: there's cabs everywhere. Sure. And, but also Uber. So we don't have that here in Vancouver. And so just remember that, load that onto your phone, and it's a really great way to get from A to B. It's so cheap. It's super convenient. The cars are, you know, every one that I went in was was great. But you want to take at least one ride on the Star Ferry across the harbor, that legendary oh. harbor that is in every picture of Hong Kong you've ever seen. Right. It's the only public conveyance I've ever been on, Claire, that had no spitting signs all <laughs> over the place. Right. I'd never seen that before. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Um, one one other thing, the spitting was one thing, but uh, we also noticed so many people with the face masks. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I said... You know, why are they wearing face masks? Are they so worried that they're going to get sick? And they're like, no, quite opposite. In fact, they want to prevent how they're feeling. They don't want anyone else to get sick. They're the ones who are feeling sick. Oh. So they don't want to cough or hack on anybody. Isn't that interesting? Because you see, you see people in Vancouver doing that, and it's exactly the same. Thing. It's the same rationale. It's not they're trying to hide from anybody. They're yeah. they're not feeling well, and they'd rather not spread their germs. Thank you very much. Actually, I think it's really nice. It's kind of polite, isn't it? It, <laughs> it really is. It, it looks a little foreign, but uh, you, you get you figure out why it's going on, and you go, oh, well, makes perfect sense now, doesn't it? Yeah. So let's talk about eating in Hong Kong because right. uh, you talked about world class chefs, yes, and uh, and literally anything you want to eat is certainly available with uh, multiple options to go to to try different things but there's also lots of little places right. that are 
incredibly inexpensive, and oh my gosh, is the food ever good. Right. Have you ever seen the movie Crazy Rich Asians yet? No, I have not. Okay, well, you have to see it. Anyway, I know there I is do. A I've been told by a few people, have Sterling, you? why have you not? Do they not let you out much? I know. The answer is no. Okay, well, you've got to see it. At, at some point, you've got to see it. Well, there's a mention of one of the cheapest um, places, Michelin star restaurants in the world, is in Singapore, where this takes place. Okay. Um, but the reality is the cheapest Michelin star sit-down restaurant is in Hong Kong, um, Tim, Ho, Tim Ho Wan, and it's ridiculously good. They have these pork buns and barbecue chicken. I mean, it's, it's there. you've got to go there. That's a, a cool thing. I got the, the luxury of actually meeting him and asking him about, you, you have to see it in the show. Anyway, okay. that's another thing. But I am very careful with shellfish. And even there, I had absolutely no issues. If you were a vegetarian, you were gluten free. Mm-hmm. When I say you can, you have all types of food. It literally every type of food: Italian, Indian, uh, and it's fun. There's you. There's street food. There's it's all so good. There's fourteen thousand. I've heard you know thirteen. I've heard fourteen thousand. Whatever it is. Thirteen or fourteen thousand different restaurants. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of places that you can eat. You know, I've had the best margarita I've ever had in my life. In of all places, Hong Kong. It was absolutely. It does not surprise amazing. me. Uh, simply be, and again, it's that crossroads. It's the fact that people from all over the world live there and travel there regularly. It's a big commercial business hub too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you're just shocked by the sheer number of skyscrapers and banks that have them, and it's really beautiful at night. I I don't know whether there was the light show playing every night when you were there. No. But now I've seen every, it on TV, but yeah. I haven't seen it for real. Every night now there's this beautiful light show. I got to see it on a junk boat, oh, nice. a red sail junk boat, right, you know, the right. old fashioned one. Mm. Really cool to do that as well. I I'd probably put that on my my list of must-dos as well. But to see the city, both Hong Kong Island and Kowloon from the middle of Victoria Harbor at night with all the lights in sync with music, it's so neat. And, I mean, we we have that type of thing maybe once a year here. Or yeah, we have three something. nights a year in Vancouver, the well, celebration uh, the, of light, and it only right. lasts for 25 minutes. Right, and that's fireworks, that's but this right. is the light this is, show. This is it, technical stuff, isn't it's it? It's technical, and yeah. it's really, really neat. Um, I just, I love this city. It's When I say that morning to night... You can be, it's alive. That is literally what it, it's like. And if you want to go to, you know, you want to go get your second city cosmopolitan late at night and get that kind of vibe, there's those places. Oh, sure. But there's also the ancient tea houses that have been there forever with the birds in the cage and, you know, you it, with dim sum. It's, it's like a dichotomy. It's just crazy, the old and new that's just perfectly melded there. And you can see it in the buildings themselves. When you're you're walking down the street in certain parts, you can see this old Buddhist temple, and right beside it is this massive skyscraper. And that's the beauty of Hong Kong. It really is the beauty of Hong Kong. Well, and I know it's just uh, the ongoing combination of the new and the old. Mm-hmm. That's the dynamic of mm-hmm. Hong Kong that I find so irresistible. Right. Is that wonderful, that millennium-old traditions and cultures. And then on top of all that is the very, very latest of anything you can imagine. Oh, yeah. And that, that's, that's fun. Whatever you're in the mood for. Yeah. And all in the same trip. 
You just have to plan it. The one thing you should remember is that you can't do it all. I mean, they have a observation wheel, like uh, like the eye in London. Yeah, like the, like the the eye in London, right. and there's. All of these great things that you can do, you can go out and see Tai O, which is a old fishing village. That the, the way that they fish hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. If you want to go see that, and you just you can't do it all. So I recommend going the the website that the Hong Kong Tourism Board has put together, which is Discover Hong Kong. I have it open in front of me. It's a terrific website, very colorful to say the least. It is a, a great website. They put a lot of time into sure. it. Sure. But it's a great place to start and at least get your list. And because you can't do it all, I recommend that you, you know, prioritize what it is you want to do. And then, you know, the rest, leave it a bit free flow. Yeah. Because there's something fun about walking through the streets in certain areas and getting a bit lost and grabbing a tea or coffee and one of their local treats, just people watching. Did you get down to Macau? Because some people go on vacation and need a, a Vegas moment. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, and they, so they hit the you know Casino Central for that part of the world, which is Macau. How long a ride, boat ride, is it down? It's not very long, like an hour or a little under. Uh, yes. And you can so you can do you go down in the morning and come back at night if you want. But people go and stay down there too. Yeah, don't they? they do. And there's of course beautiful hotels, a lot sure. of the same names that you hear in Vegas. That's one of the cool things about um, Hong Kong is that it is not just a destination that people go to, but they also go on from there. And I have an example of a getaway that is probably the most popular, which is Hong Kong and Bali. Oh. So it's now it, there's 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 a city on my an area on my bucket list. Oh, that it's, it, it's still there, Claire. Haven't made been to Hong Kong, not as far as Bali yet. So how how much would it cost me to put that all together? Well, this is a twelve night package, and it's. Uh, leaving the month of November, really any date in there. It's airfare, and then you spend those five nights in Hong Kong, and then seven in Bali. Mm. Um, You get seven breakfasts and three sightseeing tours, which are optional, but I totally recommend taking them so you see more of Bali. Um, The transfers are also included for $17.59, taxes of $5.10. So that is probably the most popular from here. Um, Thailand would be another. Vietnam is another add-on from Hong Kong. But whatever you're looking to do in Asia... Start in Hong Kong and then go on from there. And important to remind our listeners, because we've been kind of zipping through a lot of information about Hong Hong Kong, rather. So let's go back to the beginning. A Canadian traveling perhaps for his or her first time to that part of the world does not need a visa. Just a valid Canadian passport and you're as welcome as the next person. Right. Just remember that one month validity past the date that you're leaving. But if you're continuing on to anywhere else, double check whether you need to get a visa. Um, Vietnam would be a destination you need to have one. Right. And mainland China, like Shanghai or Beijing, also very cool cities. Um, again, so much information is on their website, which is discoverhongkong.com. So check it out. And if you want to watch the show, you go onto the website, travelbestbets.com. It's a terrific show. The Global TV will have it on the actual TV station a couple more times. But if you'd like to see it, travelbestbets.com. And discoverhongkong.com, terrific website. Nice to see you again. You too, Sterling. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming me. in. There's Claire Newell, and we're back after this. And once again, our thanks to Claire Newell for another informative and enthusiastic visit. On deck is John Carlson from 1% Realty, who will join us after the news with a fresh Vancouver market real estate update. Time now for Duly Noted, and this time our producer, Ben Dooley, has a look at new zoning rules for Vancouver neighborhoods. 
in Sterling. The city of Vancouver has approved a new zoning policy that will permit the construction of duplexes in 99% of single-family neighborhoods. The 7-4 vote saw Mayor Gregor Robertson, all five Vision Vancouver councillors, and Hector Bremner support the policy, while three NPA councillors and Green councillor Adrian Carr voted against. The zoning changes grew out of the city's Making Room program, announced back in June, which seeks to address the affordable missing middle in the city's housing options. The city is hoping to add 10,000 new housing units for middle-income residents in the next decade. Tom Davidov with UBC's Saudi School of Business says increasing supply is a crucial part of the formula to begin reigning in prices. He said the rezoning will finally take away some of the control which has allowed single-family homeowners to block changes in neighborhoods that might otherwise evolve into denser housing. You're not helping people in need with half-duplexes, let's not kid ourselves. What you are doing is setting a precedent and saying single-family homes are never going to be affordable to middle-class households in Vancouver again, so don't try. Let's recognize that we need greater density. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Thank you, Ben. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before the news. There's a new push from the Canadian National Institute for the Blind to get us to donate our old used cell phones, which can be very helpful for people who are blind or have sight loss or other serious vision issues. The new program is called Phone It Forward, and people or companies are asked to donate their old cell phones in exchange for a tax receipt. The phones will then be erased of all the old data, and then they'll have some new apps applied to them, and they will be delivered to new owners. The CNIB tells us 46% of Canadians who are blind either don't own a cell phone at all or own one that doesn't have the capability to help them as much as some phones can. So the Phone It Forward program is all about reducing barriers and encouraging independence. And you can learn a lot more about this program and help them out at cnib.ca. And from the better late than never desk, we learned this week, just days before fall arrives tomorrow, that campfires are once again allowed in our coastal fire district. The BC, well, yes, better late than never, that's what I said. The BC Ministry of Forests says recent rainfall and cooler temperatures have reduced the wildfire risk. Campfires are now allowed, rather, in all six fire districts, but open fires are still banned in the southeast and caribou fire centers, and there are still some forest use restrictions in the Northwest and Prince George districts. Although, I'm thinking that snow this week in Prince George probably sealed the deal for fire crews in that district for another year. And that is our first hour of Vancouver Consumer for Day. We value your feedback, and if you have any thoughts or suggestions for the show, you can always reach us at sterling at cknw.com or at vancourier. I'm sorry, at Van Consumer on Twitter. So at Van Consumer is the new Twitter account that Ben has just opened in the last couple of days. So you can tweet your thoughts to us or send us an email, sterling at cknw.com. Vancouver Consumer is produced by Ben Dooley. Andrew Ferreira is driving the bus again this afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox. We'll be back with our number two of Vancouver Consumer right after the news on 980 CKNW. 
The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.